a funny moment right now because, in fact, the national figures, the national figures are actually quite positive. We've seen a significant drop in homicides and violence in general over the past 12 months. Um, sorry, we've seen that over the past two years. But for the past few months, that's stabilized. It's kind of plateaued. And so there was enormous celebration in the Mexican federal government saying, look, we're winning the war. Like, You're not winning the war. What happens every time I've seen this now on at least three occasions is that you see violence going up. And the reason why violence is going up is because there's a war going on. And in particular, at the local level, there are turf wars going on. There are organized crime groups and not so organized crime groups that are fighting against each other. And violence goes up until one side wins. And then all of a sudden, miraculously, you get a little dip and a plateau. And then a new actor emerges. So the best example of this is when, in 2014, the Sinaloa cartel really began to overcome the Gulf cartel and the Zetas in, uh, in Mexico. And they did so by working alongside a new upstart cartel, the Cartel Jalisco Nueva Generación, out of Guadalajara. And those two uh, organizations worked very closely together. And the Jalisco Nueva Generación cartel was really kind of the, they were the guys that did the dirty work for the Sinaloa cartel. And so for a while, violence levels dropped off once Sinaloa had won. But guess what happened? The cartel Jalisco Nueva Generación became the new rival. And that's the way it has always been, that's the way it always will be, unfortunately. So the prospects are pretty negative on that. We'll have momentary lulls, we'll have moments of hope, but until you get the coming together of decreased demand in the United States, which is not going to happen anytime soon, in fact we're seeing rising demand in particular for synthetic drugs, the implementation of a culture of rule of law across most of Mexico, the strengthening of judicial and policing institutions in Mexico, and a commitment to ruling out corruption, you're not going to have that, uh, that progress. And you can, you can add in other factors like local economic development, you know, making sure kids stay in school, etc., etc., etc. So unfortunately, I'm not optimistic about that. In terms of investment, the big companies, of course, don't care. Big companies go in, they say, listen, we work in parts of Africa that are much, much worse than this. Okay? And we're protecting. Because, in fact, we pay for security, but that paying, paying for security is such a small part of our overall budget that it doesn't affect us. It's smaller and medium-sized businesses that pay the cost of that. And unfortunately, I think that's going to continue to be the case. Let me give you one point of hope. And that is that when I was looking at the data on security ahead of this trip, I wanted to look at how Tamaulipas is doing. And weirdly enough, there's a... Uh, a peacefulness index. It's a global index, but then the, the uh, index on Mexico was recently released. And Tamaulipas is classified as the fourth most peaceful state in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense, right? And so I immediately I wrote to all my colleagues and I said, how do you explain this? And one of them took the time to write to the, uh, the folks who authored the report. And they said, listen, so, some disclaimers here. One, this is based upon federal government data from Mexico, but that federal government data is you know, the same across all the states, right? But there may be errors in there. Number two, the declining influence of the Gulf 
and the Gulf Cartel and the Zetas is reflected here. Number three, you're seeing an evolution of crime so that whilst homicides have been dropping, in fact, we're seeing other kinds of crime increase. And the other point is what I said earlier on, which is that this may just be a temporary thing. However, if the nearshoring moment becomes more than just a moment, if there is a saturation of opportunities in Nueva Leon, which I think is happening, and if we have business, government, and community leaders here on this side of the border and in Tamaulipas, then I think there's a possibility to actually get some of the economic growth that we need to change that equation. You know, you think about all the things that Tamaulipas has to offer. Renewable energy in the San Fernando Valley. Um, the extraordinary opportunities in terms of building out the infrastructure, of connecting down the Gulf Coast with Veracruz and further on to the south. In particular, as you're seeing the potential for building out that transoceanic link that I, uh, that I mentioned earlier on. Um, traditional hydrocarbons energy, I mean, the potential for natural gas. I mean, one of the, the great mysteries to me is why Mexico won't build out its own natural gas production. I mean, they're importing huge amounts from the United States at very low prices, which explains the incentive structure there. But they should be now thinking about producing their own gas for export. Instead, what they're doing is they're importing US gas to send down to the Pacific coast for liquefaction to be put onto LNG bo uh, boats to send to Asia. And that's fine. I mean, you get a little margin there, but why not use your own gas to do that? Why not build out your petrochemicals industry so that you're making the plastics, etc., that you need? And let me just say this one thing. You know, the plastics, which are demonized, and, and sometimes quite rightly, because we're all concerned about microplastics, etc., and the plastic in the ocean, but it's probably going to be plastics that are going to save us as well, in the sense that we need new materials, light materials, to increase our energy efficiency, particularly for electric vehicles, we need to focus on the petrochemicals industry in a way that we haven't before. We need to make it safer, we need to make it greener, we need to make it you know, much more compliant. But at the same time, we need those plastics. And Mexico can play a really big role in that. So I'd love to see a wave of investment going into uh, Tamaulipas. And maybe to begin with, it's the bigger companies that go in there. But the bigger companies are only going to get there if you have the workforce and if you have the infrastructure and if you have the energy. So that's going to be a real challenge, I think, for the next administration. I know your question was about security, but yeah, it always comes back to Tamaulipas, doesn't it?